0: Captain Capitalism himself. The world's only professional asshole. Aaron Clary. Greetings and salutations, we are back. I'm 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 back. Oh am I back? I have I have fought many a thing self inflicted as is usually the case. Aaron, what are your major hurdles in life? Usually those self inflicted I put upon myself, I encumber myself with. And I'm not talking heroic or masculine. Oh, he put forth a challenge in front of him and he wanted to climb this. No, it's usually I expend myself way too quickly. And then I get sick and I think, oh, I feel okay now. I could go run. I could go run three miles and no, just completely wipe myself out. And so uh, I've been back. I th- I gotta, I've, have I been back a, a week? i do not even been back a week. Look at it, it's only the fifth. It felt like two weeks. It's felt like two weeks since I got back. Because when I was in Vegas, I was going to rest. Remember, I was going to rest. Oh, hey, mile drive, a month long driving across the country, hiking mountains, and I, which is all true. I did. But then I bruised my ribs. And that, that was like the domino that set forth a bunch of other problems. And I really couldn't sleep all that well because with bruised ribs, you can't do anything all that well. I could still hike. I could still manage to hike. And thankfully, I bruised my ribs after having fun in Colorado. And the last thing I had to do was explore Dinosaur National Monument in, in Vernal, Utah, which does not have a ton of trails. It did have a little 10-mile hike I did. Uh, so it, if, if there was a place to bruise the ribs and become a, an invalid, that was it. And so I was still able to live. I couldn't hit the gym and then the the goal was already we going to spend about a week in Vegas is about five six days. fly back and get back to the basics, get back to the mothership. I got a system, man. I have got the system here i got <clears throat> I got my gym not too far away. There's a grocer not too far away. everything in the w b l is within walking distance that there's that's one of those things. I know you leftists. I know you communists. I know you sheeple commuter automatons. You all don't think your commute costs you something in life. And man, if you get rid of that commute, if you can walk it, oh man, do you get productive? Do you get productive on all fronts? And so I, I, I knew it, but I didn't really appreciate just how efficient a machine, a well-oiled machine the USS Cappy, this well-oiled battle cruiser or whatever, this very efficient ship that I have, it I am the captain of, I will get back to my routine, and the system is very simple, wake up when you feel like it, okay, get up, because you're going to be up the same amount of time, it doesn't matter, I know everyone, oh, I'm an early, that weirdo Ed Lattimore, he likes to wake up before the sun comes up, which is unnatural, that's just weird, man, It's just weird, but he's military, you know those guys. 4 a.m. get up. Why? Because. Get the coffee, take my vitamins, do the basic morning work, the emails, you know, and I don't like do fun stuff like look on the internet. Oh, is this a cute thing on the Facebook? Oh, look, a cat hanging from a clothesline. Hang in there. I don't see who did what tweeted tweeted what, what twat out. I just I no. I got I gotta answer my online questions. I gotta, you know. Send out quotes for asshole consulting. Get my coffee. That's the wake up period. Caffeine slowly, slowly. You know, like uh, in the science fiction shows, or for those of you who are nerds enough, you watch the Japanese anime shows. They start firing up the battleship or the machinery or the mecha, and then and then the lights start going on. You know, Bing, 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 Bing. And slowly, all of a sudden, the command center comes to life. That's that's what that's a, a two hour process. Sometimes three, because sometimes I didn't get good enough sleep. And those are bad days. It's like 1, 2 p.m. I'm still dragging, like, my God, why am I this? A lot of those videos I do, I don't, I don't do my videos uh, first thing in the morning. That's how bad I look, even after, you know, technically being fired up. It's like, oh, Jesus, am I going to look like that when I'm 42? Probably worse. Probably worse. And... uh then I then I get then I get home. Then it's usually videos. Then we bang out the asshole consulting, then gym, then writing of some kind, if I hadn't already done it before, at the coffee shop. And then um, then some kind of house chores, splitting wood, all that others. Then the girlfriend gets home. Then we, we chit chat. Oh, what do you want to do? I don't know. We lived in the same fucking town for 20 fucking years. There's nothing I want to do in this town. There's nothing. I'd like, I'd like to do X, Y, and Z, but I've done it a million times. I'm so bored. I, let's just go. So then we maybe I'll work out again. She'll go run. I'll go bang out some miles. Uh, and then we, we'll go out for dinner, maybe hang out with some friends, maybe go to the cigar lounge, and that's it. Now, in that little bit of time, in the four-hour workday, I'm, I do enough that I can amass a living. And not only that, but then I can work out, stay in shape, and look pretty and beautiful. And it, I really cannot now. Usually, the GF will go to bed. and I'll do a little bit more, you know, secretarial work, paying bills, getting ads, you know, paying uh, Terrence Pop, Tom Likas, uh, running ads, stuff like that. The, the, the little piddly crap that always builds up. You guys know that stuff. Maybe even clean, do dishes, that kind of thing. But in that in that short in that time in that t- time, look at what you 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 did. Entrepreneurship. You got work. You had fun, you had a social life. You worked out. And and I don't feel good. I don't feel good about myself until I kind of check off all the boxes on the checklist. Like, yeah, I got worked out, I, I did some entrepreneur, I wrote something quality, did asshole consulting, got my questions answered. All the, you know everything's okay. The house is in tidy order. Good. Then I'm like, okay, I can go to bed or I can listen to some podcasting. And, and I was deprived of that for about a month and a week, and it was starting to get to me. It was really starting to agitate me. Started to feel guilt and shame. Now I will admit, with the bruised ribs, you're almost forced to go on vacation. So you have you can't go on vacation having guilt, worrying about going to work, like oh I really ought to oh, I got this or I got or worrying about what's going to be waiting for you when you get back. So this was kind of a blessing in disguise. Where I tried to do pull ups and bench press and I just couldn't. I was just going to injure myself more. I said okay. We're not gonna go do the gym. Oh, but then I looked at myself in the mirror two nights ago. I'm like, oh my like, cause I don't have a full length mirror. But at the hotel I was staying did, and I looked, I'm like, oh Jesus. Oh do you look like shit? And I'm like, okay, I gotta get I gotta get back. <clears throat> and so yesterday, I noticed I could get up out of the bed no problem. I wasn't a cripple. I could I could like, you know, not use my arm and prop myself up. I went to the gym. And i uh, I do six exercises, six lifts. And of the six, I could do four without much pain or worry or risk of re-injury. I couldn't go full blown I couldn't do my full set, but I'm kind of like, huh, huh. Also, backing up, going to Vegas. Vegas, um, I had to sleep on this futon. And with my cracked ribs... And not to mention a six foot tall girlfriend on the darn thing, you know the wiener dog. You got a wiener dog and a, and, a, and a Doberman Pinscher sleeping on a futon. The, the wiener dog ain't going to get a lot of room. The wiener dog is, and not to mention women. Just they're like Hitler in bed, man. Women will just conquer that damn bed. You'll be perf- You'll be of the perfect temperature. You'll be perfectly fine, off in dreamland somewhere. Then there's this bowl of hot female, and I don't mean sexy hot, I mean temperature hot, and she's glomming on to you. Why? Because what little heat you have, even though you might be in the perfect equilibrium of heat, no, she needs to suck that heat out of you like a vampire because she's cold. Reverse happens. The women are not consistent temperature people in bed. They're always changing their temperature, but they're never happy, never at that, that equilibrium temperature, and they either need to suck your heat, or they need to, to cool off and use you as a radiator. And you're you're perfectly happy. So she's always, you know, Doberman Pinscher trying to glom heat away from a perfectly happy wiener dog. And then the girls crouch. They crouch and they ooch. And like, just like, you know, like Hitler advancing on the French. You're running out of land. You're, you're clinging onto your bed with one butt cheek because she, like, keeps getting close. It's just like... I've hip checked her many times. Like get over here, your fucking side of your bed, you goddamn boo. Why would they? Oh, this yes, is cold. It's like, oh, go away. I understand why somebody. And it has nothing to do with they don't love each other. It's just somebody. The guy, the poor guy's got to get some sleep. I was cold. What if I was perfectly tempered? What if I was happy? What if I was well, I was warm, I needed a cool take off a of blanket anyway, so in addition to that battle going on, the battle for bed bed space <clears throat> I um I had my cracked ribs and I couldn't just and I was not getting sleep. I was getting like maybe maybe three to four hours of decent sleep, if you can even call it that, eight hours of really crappy sleep, which isn't enough for me and then I got sick. then the old captain got sick. Flew back and as per my, I think it was my previous podcast, I slept on my own bed. Oh, was that heavenly! I think the think the the stars must have been aligned because the GF didn't try to glom onto me the first two nights we got back home, and she just she must have been perfectly temperate as well. And I got some good sleep, and that that cold that started, you know, the cough, the, the pluggy nose, that had gone away. And I said, hey, you know. Ribs are feeling a little bit better. I'm back home, home field advantage. Feeling pretty good. I'm going to take it easy and only run four miles. So I go out and I go to my regular route and I run. I run about three, and then the side sti. Like, ah, let's not push it with the. Let's be. Let's be even. Let's be cadence. That night, it, it immediately. Uh, I recessed, relapsed. And the cold was worse than it was before, hacking up lung, hacking. Then I'm like, okay, that's it. I got a NyQuil's like my last go-to. And I grabbed the NyQuil, took a swig out of that, and then, then the next three days battled it until today. And today is the freaking day. Today is the day. I'm sick and tired of all these screw-ups. Tonight's the night. It's from Midnight Run. I got myself a nice good. Ten and a half hours sleep. The ribs are feeling all right. I had ran three miles yesterday on the treadmill. Took it easy. Did not relapse. Feeling good. The cough is gone. I'm back in the USS Cappy. And we're going to get back to fucking work. We're going to get back on the schedule. We're going to get back to the system. We're going to get back to the process. We're going to get back to nature. I even unloaded some wood from the truck last night. I'm going to clean up all the piddly little shit. There's no more. Let's go here for the weekend. Let's do that. Let's ride out there. We got to do this. Oh, oh, my cousin in Illinois is moving and needs help. Will you go drive down there to go get some uh, for pizza and beer? None of that. The old captain is back now for at least a month. And I had my coffee. I got my sleep. All the and not only that the coffee took this time. I mean, you really—it's like okay, it's like getting a full thing of protoculture, To give another Robotech reference, and man, the command panels are lit up bright. We're ready to go. Not going to overexert myself. I'm not going to do a full workout. Still, I'm going to go to the gym though today. But we're going to bang out a podcast. I'm going to go write some fucking shit. I'm going to get through my, my to-do list right here. This fucker, this fucker is going to get the shit kicked out of her. I'm going to beat the shit out of I'm going to beat the shit out of this like you do a Wyoming trailer trash wife. No, i can't. I won't do that. But right now, I guarantee you there's a wife in Wyoming for, in a trailer park getting the shit kicked out of her. The universal constant. It's kind of like, yeah, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, Wyoming wife getting the shit kicked out of her in a trailer park. It's happening. I almost can guarantee you that's happening because of the twenty-four-seven nature of Wyoming, not because it's like the Big Apple, uh, but because they have twenty-four-seven shifts in the mining and the and the industrial aspects of Wyoming. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get back on my game. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on top of the to-do list. I'm gonna have where there's not gonna be anything to do. I'm gonna go to bed and get some decent sleep. Sound sleep, I'll feel morally better about myself. Look at this. Look at all this stuff I gotta do. Pistol holster. Oh, I didn't get a pistol holster. In my smart genius, see the problem uh, that I fast, I want I, I like I go to Vegas in winter. Problem is unless I drive there, and I'm kind of getting sick and tired of driving there. Um, I can't just bring my pistol on a plane. I'm like, well, I got enough pistols. So I threw a pistol in the in the motorcycle and uh I drove that down there and I left my pistol with my buddy. Cuz in Nevada they recently said okay, we'll we'll recognize and I have reciprocity with Minnesota's carry concealed permit holders. And so now I got a pistol down there but the problem is I have a a level 1 holster or I'm sorry, level 2 holster which is fitted for that gun. But then I got a Glock here. I said, okay, I'll use the Glock. You know, I I haven't that was kind of like the, the gun, the spare backup gun. I'm, no, I'm gonna bring that one out. And for the life of me, you you'd think that Minnesota gun store owners might have no, no, they don't. No, they don't. They really don't. I went into one gun store and um I, I had the gun in a case. And it's like, is there a gun in there? And I'm like, Yeah. Is it loaded? I'm like, Yeah. And I'll explain safety bunnies. Safety bunnies are literally inferior men. Or they could be women, but they, uh, I don't know. They, they they got some gap in their life. They're not really great at comp. They're losers. They're just losers. And so they they get you on flaws in safety. And I was thinking like, well, I don't put one in the chamber. Uh, I also have it in the case. And this is my carry gun. So yes, it is going to be loaded. And I thought this is a gun store, but just for those of you who are unaware of gun culture or you, you're not used to like going to gun ranges or gun stores, 99.9% of these people are cool. They're, you know, just, hey, what's up? And I was going to go in and see if they had a holster. And then the guy, is there a gun in there? I'm like, yes, this is a gun case. You are a gun store. You know, it's like walking into a dog show and you have a kennel with you. Is there a dog in there? Yes there is a dog in here. Does it have teeth? Yes. Will it bite? Maybe you, asshole. So I was like, eh, I'm not going to shop here. He was not upset. He was very upset. But vaginas often get very upset when dicks fuck them. All right. Um, Welcome to the Clary podcast. It is good to be back. I know I've been doing podcasts this entire time. I know I have been back. In Minnesota for almost a week, but God almighty, it has not been, uh, it hasn't been like I've been back. I've just been lying in bed, walking around like a cripple, doing a little small piddly crap. Maybe occasionally getting the writing in there. Look at this to do, look at this, all this stuff to do. All this stuff to do. Uh, yeah, and how are you guys doing? I want to thank the great one himself and Adam Piggott. For covering for me a couple weeks ago. Uh, thank you very much. And then I may... I may do that more often. Uh, especially if I'm falling behind on work or there's some projects I'd like to do. But, uh... Oh, wait, that? All right. Uh, we got a big... We got a big shoe. We have a big... Not big show. We just A lot of stupid shit is happening. Not that that's uncommon. And no, I'm not going to talk about the Vegas shooting. The guy was crazy until I find out. I I don't know. Look, just because it's on the television, guys, doesn't mean it means anything. Doesn't mean... I I know 60 people getting killed is horrible. 500 people getting injured is horrible. Um, But, you know, it's like, you know, meteorite hits town. You know, a lot of people die. It's horrible. Oh, let's analyze the meteorite. Was this part of global... We have Dr. Dr. Doctorson from the Dr. Doctorson University where he studies meteorites and global warming. Doctor, was it? You don't have to watch the talking heads, guys. You don't. Guarantee you that's going to be one of the biggest Regrets. You know, you're on your deathbed. Where you gonna regret? You're gonna regret. You pissed away all this time watching Fox News and CNN and the the Oliver Stone, or not Oliver Stone, the John Oliver show and those those three retards. The John Oliver, John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, and then the um, and then the the South African guy who just decided to waltz in and got by on affirmative action and. If I come to this country and curse at the white people and Republicans, will you pay me? Yes, you have a nice accent, okay. You don't have to watch those people and you don't have to watch the news media watching those people. You don't have to watch your people. you don't have to go on the Facebook. you don't have to get angry. I mean, keep tabs occasionally, ah, yes, the world's still fucked up. All right, see ya bye. But, you know, maybe move on, evolve, start listening to some video game podcasts, start listening to some philosophy podcasts, uh, or just go out and go for a walk. Go take in some... There's some good movies. Oh, let's do that. There we go. I was getting ahead of myself. I have to review a movie. And as you know, when I review movies, one, I'm, I'm not one of these guys that lines up Thursday at midnight to watch the very first uh, release of a movie and I kind of get to it when my schedule allows for it. But um what was it called? Golden Circle. Kingsman. Good movie. Good movie. Uh not as good as the first but but not not too far away. Uh it was a solid sequel. Uh it was cute, it was clever, it was innovative. It maintained the same level of Tone, like, it it wasn't... James Bond has just gotten so horribly dark and boring. This, The Kingsman, start off with just a little bit of theater. It's kind of the... It's an element of Roger Moore. It's like, let's go with this little bit of campy, little bit of funny wink and nod to the audience. Still a serious movie going on in the back. But uh, it was highly creative, highly creative, uh, very theatrical and fun the statesmen you know the kingsmen they're the brits and they they uh they uh match up with uh with the statesmen and that was very clever how they use booze to kind of run their organization uh, which is technically historically accurate if you watch mike rose how booze built america it's a brilliant documentary and if you girls could actually pay attention to what he's saying and not just salivate over the gentleman, I think you'd learn something about American history too. Uh, but yeah, it was good. I don't want to ruin the plot or anything. Um, people are like, really, the robot dogs? They'll be the robot dogs. I like the robot dogs. It was a little... It was I, That might have been just a, a little bit of an overreach, but not enough to... Like the James Bond car that disappears, the invisible James Bond car. Right? That that was that's that was an overreach. This it's kind of like eh, I can understand the two robot dogs. That's kind of neat. That's kind of cool. But the only thing I'll say about it is I love. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, see, I don't want to give you guys spoilers. Let's just say I'm cheering for the president. The president's a hundred percent right in this one. And in the end, it's like, hey, we're all drug users. It's all right. It's like, no, I'd, I'd, I'd be all right if, no, you can use the drugs, but I'd be all right if, it, like, all of a sudden a super bug and a drug, you know, got mixed together and everyone who's, like, a druggie ended up dying. I'm like, yeah, I'd be a net positive. Terribly sorry for you recreational users that are highly functional and all that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. There is no one group that is 100% pure or a group that doesn't have its good people in it. Uh, but I'm kind of like, oh. where is it? Was it Alabama? There is a, hang on, let me look this up. Here it is, Noxalone. I saw this when I was driving through New Mexico because New Mexico is full of druggies and meth problems and all that other stuff. New Mexico is the southern Wyoming of America. Uh, from the Washington Post, why this Ohio sheriff refuses to let his deputies carry Narcan, which, which is uh, Narcalone, Noxalone, hang on, let me get this. Let me knock naloxone. Naloxone. Uh, No one has come up with a problem, a solution to the opioid epidemic that has decimated Rust Belt states. But for people who overdose, naloxone is about as effective as an antidote as there is. The results of the opioid antagonist, which is sprayed up in a person's nose and reverses the effect of opioid overdoses has been likened to resurrecting someone from the dead. Paramedics and firefighters routinely carry the easy-to-administer medication in their vehicles. For police officers in the nation's hardest-hit areas like Southwest Ohio, the Food and Drug Administration-approved nasal spray, known by brand name Narcan, can be as common as handcuffs. Even some librarians have learned to use the drugs to revive people overdose in their stocks. (laughs) Oh, libraries are just for... Just, I mean, they used to be places of learning. Now they're just places for homeless people, at least in the major metros, just for homeless people to avoid the cold. Maybe for bums and bag ladies to go have sex. Ah, but you librarians love it, right? You librarians are all leftists. You librarians just love to have your little government check. Don't even act like you librarians are real people with real jobs. You like that gal that said, "Doc, refused the the." The President uh, Trump's books and cat in a hat. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about her later. Continuing on. But Richard K. Jones, the sheriff of Butler County, Ohio, raised eyebrows recently when he said that his deputies will never carry the medication. Quote, we don't do the shots for bee stings. We don't inject diabetic diabetic people with insulin. When does this stop? And bee stings that people who have diabetes are more or less uh, innocent. Uh, He told the Washington Post, I'm not the one that decides if people live or die. They decide that when they stick a needle in their arm. Outstanding, Sheriff. Outstanding. The short version of this is that they're sick and tired. of These budgets, like when you bring these deadbeats back to life, uh, they just go out and do more drugs, do more crime, and tax the uh, the medical system, the emergency rooms more. Why is healthcare so expensive? Because we're not letting the people who should have died through natural selection die. If it just saves one life, it's worth for the entire country to go down. Jones said his deputies have never carried Narcan, and that has been his stance since he was first elected in 2004, although his words gained traction after he repeated this viewpoint in the Cincinnati Inquirer columnist. Keith Barry Goldlick. Well, I know, and then the losers in Cincinnati. How dare you not want to keep us losers alive? Jones says Narcan is the wrong approach for a war on opioids that we're not winning and said he favored stronger prevention efforts for people from first using the drug. He told the Post that drug addiction has ravaged his country and his county, and he's seen the worst of it. He said his deputies encountered a man in jail parking who had just been bailed out by his mother. Both were shooting up heroin in the car. Why should they live? You give me a reason why they should live. They should never have been born in the first place. If You took away, forget Naloxone. Uh, just take away welfare. And then you're going to have survival of the fittest, as the great one himself points out always. Uh, in his time, his sheriff, three babies have been born in a jail addicted to drug, one in, including one in a toilet. I can't, it's horrible, but what else am I supposed to do? You gotta laugh. Dolling out extra medical intervention when someone has overdosed could put his deputies in danger from people trying to hide drugs or avoid prosecution, he said, and addicts, he claims, can wake up agitated and combative when Narcan puts them into immediate withdrawal, an assertion that has been disputed as an outdated stare. Forget that. See, now, maybe he's just being nice. I'd be even more direct. I'm like, I don't want these people to live because you're just going to deal with them again and again and again. And he is right. He did come as, I guess he came as close as he could politically in saying we don't determine if these people live or die. They do. Um Jones stance is not a popular among a popular one among law enforcement. Oh, really? Did you guys take a survey? Deputies in neighboring counties carrying the drug, the inquirer reported, and Jones Deputies in neighboring counties carry the drug, the inquiry reported, and Jones has been criticized by other law enforcement agencies and harm reduction advocates. Oh, you mean the whores who need an entire population of drug addicts just so they have jobs. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, uh, what is it, pedal pushers, drug pushers? You want to talk about the, the drug dealers and the pushers being, like, really bad and evil and enabling? What about the entire government, nonprofit, teacher, guidance counselor, librarian, uh, therapy, counselor, uh, industrial complex that needs to keep these people on drugs and in poor and having illegitimate. What, what about those people? Are they ever like looked at or condemned for being the parasites and the vampires on the, this, this poor class that shouldn't exist anymore? Does, does anyone ever say, hey, you just want more single moms? You just m- want more broken families? You just want more crime? You just want more drug addicts? Everybody, everybody's so stupid. They just see a social worker and they oh, social workers, they're social, they're so nice and they work socially because for society, which is the which is the Arabic word base for social and socialism must be good because it's all social. They're social workers. Oh my gosh, let's just throw you so much money. How about if you, just call them what they were, evil, disgusting drug pushers, except the drug isn't necessarily a hard drug, although in some types it might. But it's just welfare. So that you get all these highly dependent adults. You get highly dependent generations that got to live off it, And then you, oh, you, you need me to come in and I'll be social working. I'm going to give you something. I remember, be work security and we'd have somebody overdose or some guy or whatever at the hospital. And uh, then sure enough, some 25 year old bent, some worthless fucking cunt that that majored in some math avoidance work avoidance that she come in. I'm with the county or state or whatever fucking agency she was. And here she is, given this doped up vermin, this this druggie, this this guy in, in one hand is a loser, but in the other hand, is hopelessly addicted to some drug or another. And she's giving, and this guy's in jail too, sometimes a gal. Here's some information and literature about what we can do for you. And then, oh, there were advocates of some kind. There were some kind of advocates. Are you being treated well? How do you feel? And I'm like, are you the therapist? No, I'm with the county social office or some fucking, Lord knows how many layers of programs of social workers they are. And man, I won't lie. It's like, boy, I could, I could save all, I could save the taxpayer a lot of money by putting a bullet into both of you, which I would not do. But I'm just like two worthless people, two parasites, working together to jack up the taxes of the taxpayer. Do you, do you social workers? Ah, you don't care. I was gonna say, do you ever, do you care or mind that you never solve the problem? Are you ever? Do you sleep well at night, knowing that you've not solved, you've not changed a life? Not at all. But then I realized you guys never had any intention of changing lives. You're such greedy, selfish bastards and bitches. It's all about you having some kind of government check and easy cushy job. You don't care if you enable and ruin generations of poor, not even poor, just drug addicted, a disproportionately poor people's lives. I mean, you guys would send a hundred million people to their deaths. All and not, not literal death, but like a, a, an expiration of their life where they're just addicted to drugs and they're stuck in poverty and they're addicted to welfare and they're just going to have more kids out of wedlock and they're going to have more kids. They, you have, okay, let's put it this way. You have no problem condemning hundreds of millions of people to lives of poverty, misery, sadness, and as well, potentially addiction, maybe crime, because it makes you more money. Oh yeah, I'm the evil Republican white male libertarian, and you guys are all saints because you a social worker. I'm a social worker. I work socially with people on social stuff. I vote for socialism. I'm such a good person. You're all a bunch of evil cunts. That's that's really what you are. I'm sure there's one or two saints in there. I'm sure there's a was a Florence Nightingale or an actual nun. But well, most of you are just government check addicted whores yourselves. This is why you all sleep. with... yeah, yeah, you get the story every once in a while. The prison guard sleeps with the bad boy and gets pr- impregnated by the prison. But prisoner, <laughs> you guys don't care about these people. You just care about your goddamn selves. Uh oh, let's let's go to the let's go to let's speaking of worthless people librarians let's go to the news. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? All right, you have probably heard of If you didn't hear of it, I don't know where you were. You were probably out enjoying life, but, uh, and this is, <laughs> it's stupid. It's dumb. It's not ultimately important. And it's good to see that the world is basically turning against her, including lefties. But there's a secondary lesson that the mainstream media and the alt-right media and the alternative media, no, one, no one's talking about, but we'll go over this, Melania Trump book donation snubbed by U.S. librarian. And there's just a picture. I'm surprised she's married. She has a wedding ring on, but. A librarian at a primary school in the U.S. state of Massachusetts has rejected a donation of books from First Lady Melania Trump. Uh, The librarian wrote a blog criticizing Mrs. Trump's literary choices, including children's favorites by Dr. Seuss. Liz Phipps Sierro of Cambridge Port Elementary School. You guys think teachers are great? They're not. I know she's not a teacher. She's a librarian. They're even worse. She's lived up to every stereotype of a librarian that even existed back when I was a kid. I mean, the ugly, just, you know, child-hating, I don't want to major in a tough subject. You you, you know the route. You know the route. I mean, you look at her, it's not a surprise. Uh, also criticized the Trump administration's policies. The White House picked one school from each state to receive ten books as part of National Read a Book Day. If I was president, I'd end that right or I'd end that. We we got more important stuff to do. They they got books. Don't worry, librarians and, and libraries have books. Mrs. Trump said in a letter to the children who received the books getting an education is perhaps the most important and wondrous opportunity for young lives. But in a lengthy editorial from the Horn Books Family Reading blog, Miss Phipps Sarrow. Oh, she's, uh, she's single. Miss Phipps Sarah. Well, what is? She got a w- wedding ring on. She's reading a children's book called Radical American Women, A through Z. Oh, her religion is so obvious. I don't think she's married. She says Miss. Unless she's insisting that she can't. Well, you can't call me. You know, I need a hyphenated name, but don't call me Mrs. because that indicates ownership. Whatever. Uh. Why the school does not need the books, well, thanking the First Lady for her gestures. Quote, my students have access to a school library with over 9,000 volumes and a librarian with a graduate degree in library science. She has a degree in, in library science. That's the only thing she's ever accomplished, and that's not really an accomplishment, but you see how the education must be put forth right away. She wrote, her editorial disparaged the First Lady's book selections, which included Green Eggs and Hams, Oh, the Places You'll Go, and The Cat in the Hat. Quote, you may not be aware of this, wrote Ms. Phipps Saro, but Dr. Seuss is a bit cliche and tired and worn and a tired and worn ambassador for children's literature. What, you're gonna make them read uh women Radical Women A through Z? Is that what you're gonna make the kids read? As First Lady of the United States, you have an incredible platform with world-class resources at your fingertips. Ms. Saro went on to criticize US Education Secretary. Right, because this wasn't actually about the children. This is just for you to get on your soapbox and your high horse. Why not go out of your way to gift books to underfunded and underprivileged communities that continue to be marginalized and maligned by the policies put in place by Secretary of Education Betsy Davos, she wrote. Uh, probably because those kids have the exact same books. I guarantee you, you go to a library at an elementary school. They're going to have the exact same books as the li- rich or poor. It's the books. You're going to have cat in the hat. The Cambridge school district said its views are not represented by the editorial. The employee has, was not authorized to accept or reject donated books on behalf of the school district, it said in a statement. We have counseled the employee on all relevant policies, including the policy against public resources being used for political purposes. Um, so that's, that's something I do like to see, is even people on the on the left are kind of saying, hey, hey, hey. No social justice warrior, crazy lady you're not gonna do that now. turns out a day or two later there's a picture of her having like a Dr. Seuss celebration. she's wearing a cat in the hat outfit uh you know in twenty fifteen celebrating Dr. Seuss week or whatever, so she's a hypocrite. This was purely political on her aim and her goal now there's many things to point out that have already been pointed out politically about this woman uh she's evil social justice warrior um just the despicability of dragging kids into this and 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 how delusional and psycho you have to be to think Dr. Seuss is racist and, and oh that was the other thing she said that he was I don't know if it was in that article I just read but it just just it highlights How deep the rabbit hole goes. It shows you how disgusting and evil these people have become. Now, I'm taking a completely different approach. I'm going to add lemonade out of lemons today, people. Ladies, young ones, because it's too late for the old ones. The question is simply this. Do you want to become this, what's her name, Liz Phipps A lot of you are already on the way to become this woman. And why? I want, I'm going to use her as an example and some traits about her to to warn you, to help you identify what threats are out there. And then you get to ask yourself this question. Do you want to go down this path? Do you want to become a bitter, I think unmarried, I can't tell librarian who, if you, I've read a couple other articles about her before this thing blew up. She hasn't done anything in her life. She, she has a bike program. We got a bike program. Yay. Do you want to become somebody like this? Do you want to be an embittered feminist and she is a feminist uh, who thinks cat in the Hat and Dr. Seuss is bad and racist? Do you want to be so ruled by your politics and your religion? That's what we're not talking Christianity or Judaism or Islam. We're talking about a religion of feminist socialism. That's what it is. That's what this woman has. She even has a look. You can even tell it has a look. And is so dictated to her life, so dictated and controlled, her thoughts so completely comp- controlled and programmed by a political religion that you think that your degree is, is the biggest thing. That's like your biggest guy. Like, that's what gives you value. And so late, here's, here. let's take a look at a ladies. I'm talking to the young ones, the older ones. They've already committed down the path that they're going to. One, she's ugly. I know big is beautiful, and there's more to a woman than her looks. Yes, there is. There is. But I'm still going to point it out. Leftist women tend to be ugly. Leftist men tend to be ugly. Leftist men tend to be weak. They have studies you can show. We can look it up. And you could say that's opinion. At, no, no, no. No, it's not opinion. The reason why is that to be good looking, either male or female, takes effort. Men must go to the gym. Women must also go to the gym. You have to work out. You have to diet. Ladies have to. I think women have a little bit more in terms of uh, uh, because beauty is demanded more by men than women by uh, men by women. So women have to, you know, uh, clothing, heels, uh, makeup, uh, and you can just tell. You can just tell. If you don't believe me, go do the Aaron Clary bumper sticker test. You're driving down the highway, you see a leftist bumper sticker. Looking to see if the driver is one smiling or two good looking. And nine out of ten times, they're not. Nine out of ten times, they're not. And uh, Miss Liz Phippsero, she is not an attractive woman. And be honest with these questions I'm asking you ladies. Be honest. Do you want to be good looking or do you want to be ugly? The choice is up to you. It is a choice. Unless you're like, you know, you got one of the rare people that actually has an ugly face. It happens. Uh, in this case, the question is mute. But be honest with yourself. Do you want to be pretty or do you want to be ugly? Another question. Do you want to be married? Happily married? I can't tell because it does, it's, it's, it's is it the hyphenated name. I see a wedding ring, but it's not Mrs. But it wouldn't surprise me if she's like such a radical feminist that she doesn't want to have that ring. Or she doesn't want to have the missus because that's oppressive. Here's a question. Do you want to be happily married? Not just married, but happily married. Where you love your husband. Where you, you love, and the names don't matter. The love is so powerful and strong. You don't care if it's, if you take his last name or not. You're not presenting yourself as Ms., and you're not so petty. Think about how petty this is. You're going to hyphenate your name, and all the stereotypes, rightly and accurately, I might say so, that comes with that. But I can't tell. You don't know with this. You can't tell, because this is on the forefront of feminist minds. That that it's my name is Ms. Or Mrs. Oh my God, it's so important. I mean, really, that's the peak of your life. That's the pinnacle. Third question, and I'm just coming, pulling these out of my ass. Do you want your life so controlled, dictated, and your thoughts so controlled and dictated uh, uh, by political ideology? I think about how angry this person is, waking up every day and is completely trained and indoctrinated to think that, I mean, look at her background. Look at it. there's all these Marxist leftist it's, It's all... Politics, you can see it in the picture behind us. Barack Obama, there's a gal, I don't know what she... There's uh, the uh, Martin Luther King. If you, see, I wake up and I'm kind of like, oh, what do I want? I mean, I have my goal. I have, I have to work. That's, that's kind of what wakes me up in the morning. Gives me a little bit of definition. Okay, we're going to do this podcast. We're going to write increasingly less about politics and economics, more about philosophy. What podcast am I going to listen to? I'm going to listen to the English History Podcast. Uh, Am I going to listen to uh, the Russian ruler's history? Am I going to listen to the geek? Am I going to geek out with uh, Jim Fear 138? Oh, where where should I run? Where should I work out? What motorcycle ride should I go on? Now, every once in a while, yes, politics does enter the fray, but because it affects me financially, I'm like, oh gosh, what are taxes going to do? What's going to happen to the labor force participation rate? But can you imagine waking up that your entire life your entire thoughts are consumed and momo- uh, monopolized by how are you getting screwed over by the patriarchy? Like, I, I'm a feminist. That's the thing that defines and defi- controls. Like a, like a damn well near 95% complete and total dominating control and, and deterministic effect on your life. That's all this, you live your life like that. No wonder you're not going to be happy. No wonder you're going to be angry. No wonder you're going to come off as this bitter, ugly, despicable, vile human being. Do you girls want to become that? Here's another question Do you want to be happy in life or angry? Now, admittedly, not everything within your control uh, that is going to affect your happiness is, is, is under your control. So, I mean, you know, someone dies, you get hit by a car, you don't get, you, know, you lose your job. These are outside. But, But in the end, how you respond to these things, everybody has roughly the same luck, some worse, some better, but on the average the same. What is going to determine your happiness is how you respond to this stuff. Do you persevere? Do you go beyond? Or like these people, they just sit and stew. Have you seen any happy social justice warriors? Do you think Hillary Clinton is happy do you think those Antifa members are happy? Do you think anyone in Antifa is happy? And, and, and we can always point out that, okay, they kind of do it to themselves they major in stupid stuff. They're lazy. They're delusional. They don't live in reality. I understand that. But going beyond that, and this could, be a, this could be applied to the right as well, where you wake up and the first thing you do is check your Twitter and the CNN and the Fox News and you get pissed off as what the other team is doing, I mean, this, that's a risk that the people on the right have to worry about as well. But I think people on the right are waking up. Like, for example, people in the Manister of the Red Pill. There was this awakening, this revolution of sorts, or this renaissance, uh, you know, 10 years to 12 years. We, uh, we made the, the tomes, the canon, the observations, the philosophies, the thoughts, and then we came to the conclusions. And then most guys I know, for for the most part, have moved on. Doesn't mean Dalrock still doesn't write about Christianity and dating. Doesn't mean Rollo Tomasi doesn't write about marriage. Doesn't mean I don't occasionally go on the occasional rant. Uh, nor does it mean Roush goes and continues talking about girls to be. Everyone has moved on and evolved and, and pushed the envelope a little bit further. But but we we moved on. We 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 sought new ground. We. We did it, we completed it, and then it's like, okay, life is not meant to sit and be like a virgin towel and and, and repeat on how much we hate women. We don't just sit here and recite the Nicene Creed all the time. Let's go out and do something else. But not these, not this. This gal, every day wakes up and stews in the fact she doesn't, I don't know. Literally, it simply is what, you don't have a penis? Is that what it is? I can't even comprehend or understand how miserable this person must be to get to the point that you see racism in Dr. Seuss. That the president of the United States, whether they're your guy or not, your political party, hey, look, the president of the United States, his wife, the first lady, is going to give your library books. Well, view it more like society has voted this person in. This is the representative of America, and America's foremost representative, or at least the first lady of the foremost representative, is going to grant our book our, our library some books. There should still be somewhat of an honor there. but she can't see it she, and, and so angry, so so miserable, so caught up, so controlled by leftist feminist socialist diversity, social justice where this gal is just she, she can't even see it and has to use that as a platform to attack other policies and go on her little soapbox. And then, here's the other... Let's talk about the... Do you want to be happy now? Let's talk about your future. What do you think a future like this gal's going to be like? What do you think your future is? We can already see it because we see some of the embittered feminists, the 60s feminists, and where they've went. And this isn't just necessarily feminism. They're, they're very closely related. They have the same origins. Wealth redistribution, laziness, sloth. Uh, but, I mean, we could Again, I'll go to Hillary Clinton again because I find her... A very fascinating study, a very fascinating example. Here's a gal who had everything. Born into genuine privilege. Easy life. Daddy, hey, here's a job. Oh, marry this guy. Suck his dick because he's going to be the, become the governor and the president. Oh, well, here's a senatorial seat. Ah, oh, Here's a secretary of state seat. Here's half a million dollars for a speech or more. Here's the Clinton phone. What more? What more? And do you think she's happy? And that's the real risk. These people are going to ruin their lives. These people may have tuned out long ago and hate what I'm saying and disagree 100%, but I'm actually probably the best thing to help them right now because I'm the only one to say, hey, look, uh, Liz Phipps, Sarah, uh, any young gals who are about to, oh, I think I'm going to major in the women's studies. Oh, I'm going to major in social work. Oh, I'm going to major in library science uh stop going down that path don't go down the path of leftism don't go down the path of socialism don't go down the path of feminism i'm not talking economically i'm talking mentally philosophically religiously because that's how most of you treat it look at your leader look do you want do they seem happy at all or did they waste their lives And that's why, this is why everyone's like, oh, your book's, what about me? I'm 68 and I I can't retire. What what about me? Your your book doesn't talk about, well, fuck you. You're 68. It's too late for you, baby boomer. The embittered old lady who's who's post-menopausal. She can't have kids no more. Realized that the career wasn't the thing. Why do you think there's such an obsession about freezing eggs? And they just can't wait to rush to the to the news press when a woman who's like 58 or 60 has a kid that's healthy. Because deep down inside, they wanted to have kids. They didn't want to think there'd be a cost or consequence to just stewing an anti-male, anti-success, anti-beauty, anti-work, anti-excellence uh, hatred and envy. That's probably more what it is, is envy. But you, you see, ladies, you're not going to be... Most of you are not going to be that 62-year-old mom with a healthy kid. Okay? You you, you got to ignore... It, this is an evil religion. This is an evil because it just ruins lives. It just ruins lives. This is why I, I kind of try and look on the bright side of things. Everyone, everyone on the right is very upset with leftists. Like, for example... A lot of people are looking at uh, Ciro, the, the librarian here, saying, why does she have a job that's an easy job? She majored in easy stuff. Why did the taxpayers' money go and bail her out? Look at her. She's, she's sung praises and all that about her work with the bikes and all this other thing. Like, what kind of, why does she get the easy life? Like, dude, okay, her finances might be easy. She might get some easy job, but the rest of it has got to suck ass, It has got to be miserable because they're not living in the real world. They're not living in reality. Again, ask yourself the honest question, ladies. Do you want to be beautiful? Do you want to be happily married? Do you want children? Do you want to be happy? And do you want to have a happy life off into the future? Well, if you do, I strongly suggest you avoid feminism, socialism, liberal arts degrees, careerism. Nothing wrong with having a career. A lot of women think that. they be like, you just want us barefoot and pregnant. Hell no. Hell no. You voted for Democrats, you get your ass into that working world and into that labor force. Have your kids, have your family, raise them. Yes, somebody should stay at home take care of the kids. Husband, wife, I don't care. Somebody should. Kids get off the school, but typically the, the woman historically has stayed at home. And after that, by all means, ladies, please go get a career. Matter of fact... You're not gonna sit at home eating bonbons, watching the fucking Ellen DeGeneres show. You're gonna go into fucking school. You're gonna get a degree in accounting or engineering. You go work your ass. <laughs> I don't know one guy's like, yeah, I want my wife barefoot and pray. I didn't know one guy, not one guy, of any generation, even my grandparents. I didn't know. I didn't know anyone like, you're gonna stay barefoot and pray. You're gonna stay in and raise the kids. I know someone says someone's gonna stay home and raise the kids. But you you don't want women after... it. No, we we rather insist you do. It's just, when you, I don't know, bring innocent children into the world, it's your responsibility that, you know, you guys had sex, somebody should raise them. Ah. But even there, here's another one, young ladies. Aspiring young women. Do you... Do you want to raise your own children? Or should somebody else, like from the state, raise your children? Daycare... I don't mean necessarily there'd be an agent from the state, but the government would give you money to pay some other woman who's a stranger or other group of women who aren't blood to raise your children, along with other people's children from mothers and fathers who really didn't want them either way. I mean, would Or do you want to raise your kids? Do you want to spend time with them? And, and <laughs> Or do you want a career? Like, you just got to have that career. Cause work is so much fun, right? <laughs> and there's another one. Oh, the preciousness. All these gals and guys too, but it, it this is we're focusing on, on preventing women from having miserable lives like this. Where you think the value of your life comes in from a career? Notice how uh Liz Fipp's sorrow Sorrow is what we should say, sorrow. She couldn't help but fit her degree in there. Oh, I'm master's in library and science. So, no matter that the degree is bullshit. But but to think that that's like, I don't, I, people say, hey, Aaron, what's your greatest accomplishment? Oh, my degree in finance. It's like, I mean, one of my greatest accomplishments was getting it, earning it, because that took a lot of work and effort. But the degree unto itself is actually, frankly, very worthless. It's not worth all that much. The the trials and tribulations. But Aaron, how do you value? Oh, I'm a baker. Hey, oh, you should listen to me because I'm a baker. <laughs> Oh, <sighs> And that's that's where value comes from. Working a job. All work sucks. All work sucks. It all sucks. And do you want to sit there and say something that sucks is the most valuable thing? Like, I know, I know. You guys say, well, it's got to be pretty easy to be a librarian for a little elementary. Yeah, but she, she's never worked a real job. I guarantee if we get her CV, she's not going to like, oh, yeah, I laid sod or I worked in the oil mines. I was a mechanic. She went straight at the age of 17. She's like, oh, I don't want to do really real work. That was the secret thought that was going on. Not just in her mind, but millions of other kids. Library science, I gotta be indoors where it's warm when it's hot outside, where it's cold outside, and warm when it's cold outside. I'm gonna just sit here and talk about books. And then there's librarians have a particularly evil, like I want to control what the kids think kind of thing. But the, anyway, getting back to the point. She thinks it's a tough job. You know, teachers, oh, we work so hard. And it's like you work nine months out of the year. You do it with little kids. You, you grade papers. It's not that hard. But again, in their minds, it's toil. It's suffering. It's pain. Do you young ladies want the life of Liz Phipps Do you want that? Do you want to become a Hillary Clinton? Do you want to become Oh, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, a lot of these old feminists they've died off. Oh, what was the the really fat one? Um it's not even I don't even want to necessarily focus on feminism, but because we're talking about women, it's it's almost as if the religion of socialism has to have feminism uh be part of the women's what would we call it religious political psyche just as like let's say you're black or Hispanic, can you really talk about politics without your race being included? Which you ought to think about. That's sad. Like everybody views you. Oh well, you're black, so you must X, Y, and Z, or you're Hispanic, so you must believe in this. There's never this like oh yeah you're you're a leftist because you believe in in leftist causes or socialism or the distribution of wealth. It's it's socialism plus you have to have it has to be through the 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 lens of race um what was the old ugly feminist that i can't remember her name she was i was just didn't type in ugly feminist that's not going to that's not going to get uh Yeah, I mean, we're just getting pictures of regular feminists. Oh, there's Rachel Maddow. There's another one. Does Rachel Maddow seem happy? All that success. And a pretty easy job to boot. Does, and, does she seem happy? Rosie O'Donnell. There's Rosie O'Donnell. What was the the large, ugly one? Oh, I forget her name. Look, here's the deal. If you girls, and this is for guys as well, but I'm going to focus on the ladies today. If the number one thing in your life, like the number one determining variable, the thing you're most proud of is your politics, you failed at life. You have completely failed. I don't care if that's right or left-leaning politics. I just Because politics is politics. It's not your friends. It's not your loved ones. It's not your family. Women who have children and actually took the time to raise them the number one thing that is their children. Uh, they're happier than even the most successful of feminists. Even the most successful of feminists. Uh, a, a husband who has a good family or good friends, uh, that, that means more to them than it does their career. Although a lot of times people say, well, men really define themselves by their career. Yeah, they do, but I also think that it's the camaraderie they get there. Like the number one, you know, why, why do why do I think it was what most men want to go back to war or something like that, or why do men like war? It's not because of getting shot at or killed or stabbed back in the olden days. It was because of the camaraderie. You're never going to have that high again. It was it was the the other people that were there. But if you girls believe, like the number one thing that drives you, the thing that gets you up in the morning, is how to find out how males are oppressing you or why are you screwing you over. Or how can I find racism in cat in the hat? Or how can I stick it to Milena Trump? Or how can I get on my Lord? Look, this is it. This is the pinnacle. This is what this gal will be forever remembered as. Uh, whatever her name was, Liz something or other. She's she's not going to be remembered for her library science skill. Hey, do we even have the Dewey Decimal System? I guess if you need physical books, you still need it. She's not gonna be remembered. In the lab, what, name, me, what, name me a famous librarian. Name me something that a librarian has done where they've actually advanced society. Like they came up with an innovation or creation. Name, name me one thing that is that is good and happy and optimistic, joyful, something that everyone can celebrate. That that this li- or any other social justice warrior has done. You know, you guys all know Dr. Seuss. You want to know why? Because Dr. Seuss did something cool. He wrote some really cool books and everybody liked him. And he almost got shot down. That's an interesting story. It was this close to giving up. We were this close to never having Dr. Seuss. Uh, you know What other? Uh, uh, Star Wars guy. Steven Spielberg. He came up with Star Wars. And was it Indiana Jones he also came up Or was that George Lucas? No, George Lucas came up with Star Wars. Spielberg was E.T.? Whatever, these guys created works of art. That's how we know it. Bill Gates, he made a, uh, an operating system everybody can use. Point-click interface. I know, I know, Steve Jobs first. Don't, don't send me emails. Uh, even Barbara Streisand, lefty. Fine, lefty. She sings, she produces. A, what are these social justice warriors? What good are they going to produce in life? What value, what thing of beauty are they going to create? Nothing, because they have no beauty. They're very dark, ugly people. I don't mean that just physically. I mean that in their souls. They have ugly hearts. They don't even have hearts. And yeah, we're annoyed with them every once in a while. But the people that really suffered is themselves. And do you girls want to live that life? Do you current day social justice warriors? All you, all you sheep. All you kids who think you're so smart. You're so intelligent because you go to college. You have master's degrees. All those lies, and that's what they were, ladies and gentlemen. They were lies, or they were heavily spun, heavily uh, obscured facts. All that leftist indoctr- indoctrination and lies that you got, has it made you happy? Are you happy? Or, or is the first thing you do when you wake up, you're pissed off about how unfair the world is? Just think about it. Think. I had to think about it. This is one of the many reasons I kind of like started leaving economics and politics. Not the main one, the different main one. But one of them was like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm sick and tired of being annoyed at minimum and sometimes outright angry every day. And so for you young ladies, oh, because they are targeting you. By the way, my minority friends, the the left is also definitely targeting you. Uh, But ladies, these people are targeting you. And not because they want you to be happy. They need you to vote. They need your money. They need your support. They need you to donate your time. They need you to march. They need you to do activist work. All without getting paid, by the way. That misery loves company. I'm asking you simply now, ladies, do you want to be miserable or do you want to be beautiful? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to have a family? Do you want to have a real career that, you know, though not terribly exciting... Actually produces something of value. Uh, being an accountant, uh, heck, being a fashion blogger—I'm not joking. That's more value than what these librarians are producing. Libraries can be replaced with Kindle and, and PDF files. That's—I don't. Then again, I'm an audiobooks, I'm not a big fan of physical books. Do you want to fall in love? Do you want to have great sex? Do you do you just want to look damn good? Do you want to walk down the street and have women say, damn, look at her. And then guys go like, damn, look at her. Do you want, I don't know, do you just want to maybe bake some cookies and make your family happy on Thanksgiving Day? Do you want some kind of hobby or career that makes you, do you want some hobbies that are productive, you, you, you... I don't know, you're a mechanic. There's there's a good thing. You're like, you're wrenching on cars. And hey, we put together this 1957 Chevy. It's awesome. Or do you want to do some more traditional women knitting, crocheting, whatever? That's fine. That's fine. Or do you want to become like Liz Sero? Do you want to become like Hillary Clinton? Do you want to become Nancy Pelosi? Do you want to become Rachel Maddow? Up to you, girls. It is up to you. And you're going to have every adult, from kindergarten through college, every teacher is going to be trying to push you to go down that feminist road. They're going to push you down that, that road of misery, that road of hatred, the road of envy and jealousy, and, every, and then your 82 years of life on this planet. Well, okay, you're going to be about 20 now. The remaining 62 years of your life expectancy on this planet will be determined and controlled and dictated by, by by basically a religion of hatred and envy. And darkness. just just And, and meanness. Mean. And you're not going to be a happy person either. You're not going to be. And your life will have been wasted. Just like Hillary Clinton's. So you figure out. Alright, let's do some sponsors here. Alright. Uh, oh. October is asshole appreciation month. If you would be kind enough to spread the good word around, share the podcast, review the podcast on iTunes. For those of you who um, have iTunes, that, that for some reason that helps. In other words, if you could make October the, hey, help Clary out by spreading the good word, let's have Asshole Appreciation Month. And remember, Asshole Consulting. Go to assholeconsulting.com. If you have questions, I will answer your questions for you. Ladies, for those of you who are like, wait, well, he, he said some mean things and he he, he must be racist and sexist because that's what my teachers told me." But then there's this odd whispering voice in the back of your head that says something's right. And you have like this little bit of doubt that maybe you're on the wrong path. That That's called your conscious telling. Those are your instincts. Contact me at Asshole Consulting. We'll make sure you girls do not become a miserable pain in the ass librarian. Another new sponsor we have Business Buyer Advantage. Uh the guy's name is David Barnett. David C. Barnett. You can go to DavidCbarnett.com. I just interviewed him um, because he's like, hey, I want to get some serious advertising, about a lot of advertising actually. So he'll be a sponsor for quite some time. Uh, but basically, if you I know a lot of you are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, and uh, also a lot of you don't like the rates of return you're getting in the stock market. So maybe you're looking at entrepreneurship. What David specializes in. Is either advising and consulting you on, or he has a bunch of books and classes that teach you how to go in and assess and analyze whether or not you should buy an already existing business. Uh, I'll have the link up to my um, interview with him before. And it was actually quite interesting because we we're talking about economics, some horror stories of what he saw with people, you know, buying businesses and selling them and losing all this money because people were futzing with the accounting or accounting wasn't that good anyway so businessbuyeradvantage.com go there and check them out listen minimum listen to his youtube channel he has got a bunch of different videos up uh, especially if you're thinking about buying a business um, instead of starting one up because buying an existing one is easier than buying one or starting one from scratch so businessbuyeradvantage.com david c barnett check him out New sponsor of the show, Praxi. Go ahead, download the Praxi app if you need to contact the old captain directly. It's basically like FaceTime on your phone. Uh, so when you call, it, it, it's a 1-900 number, essentially. You pay $2 a minute. There's a $25 connection charge. Have your question ready to go, all right? Uh, I can't do suicide talkdowns. I can't. I don't do... Anything mental, like if you're having a mental breakdown, call your therapist. But if you have a situation I've had a lot of people call, like, oh, my gosh, I just got this job offer, and they say i got to make a decision by today. Well, those are kind of assholes, and I wouldn't trust them. Um, in any case, whatever. You've got to contact me directly, and you're willing to pay for it. Download the Praxy app. You can find that on the Google Store and the uh, Apple Store. And when you call, plug in headphones. Just do me. Trust me. This. Just trust me. Plug in the headphones. And then contact me through the Praxi app. I think I'm on Look Asshole Consulting. You'll find it. If you put it up to your face and you bump your cheek into it, it hangs up. Then you got to call again. There's a reconnected charge. I got to refund you. It's a pain in the ass. Just call me with your headphones in and talk with the phone away from your ear. Uh, have you bought your nose hair trimmers today? Some of you actually did. Some people did. Hey, yeah, I bought some nose hair trimmer. Did you get the same? I'm like, yeah, I did. Yay. Now go buy some other shit. Uh, basically, my Amazon affiliate program, go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com, click on the Amazon banner, that's how you should do all your online shopping, because if you go to my site first, then you click on the banner, then Amazon knows that you came from my site, and I get a 7 to 6% commission, or cut, it's basically a, a commission, a, a traffic fee. You don't pay anything extra, and we're all happy-go-lucky shiny people afterwards for that. We have my books, Reconnaissance Man. If you are not too sure about whether you made the right choice for college, you're not too sure if you should be in college. You're not sure if you should go back to college. You're just plain not sure what the fuck you should do in life. You don't know what your next step is. How about instead of blindly going through life, you take my methodical approach, which I did not use because no one trained me. Boy, would that be cool if future Clary went back into the past and talked to to young Clary. Oh, I'd be a billionaire by now. I wouldn't even, exa- I, you guys wouldn't have even heard about me. Uh, but basically, that's what Reconnaissance Man is. It's like, look, here's this logical, methodological approach on how to figure out what you do so you know, piss away your time in school, you know, piss away your time in shitty cold states like I did, and you get the fuck out of places like New York, California, and you're not paying 30% of your income out to rent. So, Get Reconnaissance Man, right? That is a must-read. It's also my worst seller. It's kind of, It kind of irks me. It's like this is one of my best—it's it's an essay. I admit it's an essay. It's not a, um, a lengthy book, but it was still damn good. It's just kind of like, really? Eh. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That's for all of our uh, young black gentlemen and old black gentlemen out there who simply demand better in life, and that's why I put the subtitle for Black Men Who Demand Better. So if you do not want to piss away your life like a librarian who's pissed off in Massachusetts and be happy, you don't want to be, oh, who is the other guy? Just to show you, it happens to guys too. There was the Seattle councilman. He's a former Black Panther. And he is so delusional. Again, think about it. We've talked about him before. This is the guy who wanted to ban pressure washers like when you spray off your sidewalk or something like that or you wash your car off with it because it would trigger people who got hit with water cannons and water hoses back in the the civil rights riots and protests okay think about that is that is that the route you guys want to go down or do you just want to go get the black man's has got out of poverty and be happy like uh, all my other black friends so get that um share it spread it around it's also available in Kindle. So, you quite literally won't get the shit kicked out of you for reading a book. And then people, what, what are you reading? And then you're acting white. And then, oh, we got to beat you up. and uh, Which, unfortunately, we haven't had stories of people getting beat up, but people have said, hey, can you put that in Kindle so people don't know what I'm reading? I'm like, yeah, here you go. Available in paperback and Kindle. Uh, bachelor Pat Economics, that is the uh, financial advice Bible for men. Every man out there should get it. It is the financial advice guide that will hold your hand from the age of 14 to death. Every major, medium, and minor financial decision is explained, listed, and given the answers to in that book. So you don't have to necessarily sit down and read anyone sitting, because, for example, if you're 25, there's no reason for you to read the estate planning part. That's obviously for the older gentleman. But it's there. Get that book. Put it in your library. You don't have to read the whole thing. It's uh, 500 pages. Uh, But it, it is a good book to have. Like, hey, I wonder about this. Grab the book. Look up the chapter. Read through it. Like, oh, thanks, Aaron. For $20, you saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes. Not to mention decades of my life. Worthless. Speaking about preventing you kids from making a mistake, get Worthless. Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. That's available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Uh, I know most of you are not high school or college-age kids, but if you happen to have a niece, nephew, son, daughter, get them a copy of that book. Enjoy the decline. That's for all you people who are like these miserable leftists and social justice warriors, and you're angry, you're pissed off. Don't be angry for the remaining 50 or 40 years of your life. Learn to enjoy the decline. Learn to live and accept the death of the United States, and with a smile on your face. (laughs) I remember I was giving a speech to the Republicans in Minnesota. And this one guy says, well, what should I do? I'm like, you got a wife? He's like, yeah. I'm like, she good looking? He's like, yeah. I said, okay, go bang her. Go have sex. And everyone laughed. They thought I was, I was joking. I mean, I was being funny. Uh, but I was also being deadly serious. Yeah, go, go have sex with your wife. Go ride a motorcycle. Go do something. Stop stop watching. Stop worrying about what uh, Trevor Noah or, or uh, John Oliver or the, the three musk fucks. Uh, who don't know jack shit, don't <laughs> don't worry. Oh, what was it? Not Jimmy Fallon. Um, he used to be on The Man Show with Adam Carolla and has just become a cuck. Jimmy Kimmel. Don't worry what Jimmy Kimmel says. Go buy yourself an AR-15 with uh, with a repeater or whatever and go shoot. Go shoot guns. Go have fun. Go date, you know. The, the good thing about being a not leftist is at least our women are better looking. It's true, and we, our men are more masculine. We got look, we we won in that regard. We're going to have better sex. I know, I know. All you lefties say we get we we're, we're more promiscuous. And say, yeah, go go have your your transgender sex or whatever the fuck it is you do. Go go do whatever you want. Go. And the millennials aren't even having sex. These young kids are, how many of them are graduating without even going on a date? Oh my God. I was dating when I was 13. I copped a booby at 13. What What the hell is wrong with you guys? You're, you're 18, 19 and you haven't you haven't gone on a date? All right. Uh, enjoy the decline. Curse of the high IQ. If you are listening to this podcast, uh, even if you're questioning me, Uh, get cursed with a high IQ because you are smarter than the average bear and you have likely suffered. I don't mean this to sound like a victim thing. There are Let's put this a better way to put it. There are problems you have had in life that you're aware of. It's not like you're like, oh, did you know you're oppressed? No, it's not that. Like you're having trouble finding friends. You're not doing great at work. You're not doing great at school. And you think that the problem is you. No, no, no. The problem is society. It's one of those rare instances where society is wrong and you are right. Get yourself cursed with high IQ. It may not solve your problems, but it will provide you serenity and solace. Uh, so all those books, all my books available, paperback, Kindle, and audio, except for The Black Man's God Out of Poverty because I am racist. If you would be kind enough as well to review them on Amazon.com, that really helps with the sales uh, give a fair and and, and uh, a good, you know. Don't all make a five. If you thought it was a five star, sir, sure, you know, put five stars, and say why. But uh, don't don't put five. If you thought it was a four, put a four. If you thought it was a two, put a two. But explain why, you know. Don't just say it sucked, because then those don't get put up to the top. And I don't get any constructive criticism. But regardless, if you could review uh, my books online as well as review my podcast on iTunes, that would be grand for Help an Asshole Out Month on October. We have other people's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill from our good friend Adam Piggott. (laughs) So uh, I was catching flack from him in The Great One because I did the the podcast about the lack of bar soap and my favorite bar soap is Irish Spring and how there were too many loofahs so, so, the old man, you know, because he's older than me, the old man, Adam thinks he's got to give me guff and oh Irish spring, and oh, it smells horrible, this and that, you know sounds sounds like something only gay Americans would use, and I don't I had to look up what a loofah was. what's he doing he was, uh, So I was catching flack for that. I was catch catching flack for the simple second world request, you know, second world problem legitimate second world problem of can I have some ho- soap and shampoo with a washcloth? please, may I master? So he was giving me guff, and guess what the old captain did? Said, uh, "Hey Adam, what's your mailing address?" Made sure to do this after you know sending him pictures of a cigar lounge, so he would be misled and to think I was about to mail him some cigars, which I wasn't. And I bought him a, a his own bar of Irish Spring sh- uh, soap, and I got him a pink loofah. The blue one, by the way, uh, Adam is for your wife. The blue one is for your wife. You get the pink one. And on his last podcast, you can find it on Pushing Rubber Downhill. He's like, sponsors, sponsors, oh yes, Aaron Clary, yes. And I could just tell, oh, he got the soap. <laughs> yeah, he says it's the worst smelling swill he ever smells. So go tune into his podcast. But he has two books out there called Run Guts, Pull Cones. and Pushing Rubber Downhill. Just go to his site, PushingRubberDownhill.com. You can find it there. Kerry Lutz is Viral Podcasting. You can visit Kerry Lutz on his podcast, Network.com. And he wrote a book called Viral Podcasting because he is quite successful at podcasting. I think he is the most successful podcaster I personally know. Um, I guess, what, would Joe Rogan be the most most successful one we know, period? I'm just not that big of a fan of his show. I like It's not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad. It's just, it's, uh, what was the other one? A lot of you re- recommend it like the Renegade History Podcast or uh, Hard and Fast Podcast, Hard and History, Hardcore History, Hardcore History. Not a fan. Not saying it's not good work. It's just not my cup of tea. I um, I try listening a couple times. I don't know what makes somebody like a podcast. But uh, I enjoy I, it. I've, I've, and that's why I always listen to like three or four of them because then you really get a feel for like, oh, yeah, that's how this guy is. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. Anyway, so uh, Carey uh hes the most prominent, successful podcaster I personally know, and he's got a book out called Viral Podcasting, and uh, you might want to check that out if you too are interested in becoming a podcaster. Uh, Rolo Tomasi's book, uh, a Positive ma- a Positive Masculinity—you could check out his latest book on Amazon.com, or go to his website, TheRationalMale.com, and also check out. His whiskey company sells whiskey at Tap Whiskey, T-A-P, whiskey spelled without the e, tapwhiskey.com. Marcus Brown's book, another book, Niggas Ain't Gone Read. Not niggers, niggas ain't gone read. Oh my God, Aaron, did you say nigger? Yes, because I'm using it as a proper pronoun or whatever the English teachers would say it was. Oh, but it also happens to be the title of the book. That and I'm not a pussy either. I just That just angers me. You can't say mulatto or a Negro or or what was it, mongoloid. And now you can't say retard. No, no, I'm done. It's it's still, it's if I'm going to refer to black people, it'll be black. Pains me. One of my favorite podcasts, Garage Logic. They always say African American. All the TV or radio show talk hosts, even the conservative, oh African American. No, I'm just I'm just going to say black. And the reason why is I don't have the life expectancy. To waste on six extra syllables. Black, white, there, boom. Now, now we can go and have even more intelligent conversation because we're not tiptoeing around a bunch of easily offended faggots. Caucasian American. East Indian American. And you're dead. You're dead by that time. You've wasted all your all your life expectancy on prefixes. Well, you could have just said Indian. Well, what? East Indian and American. Oh, American. Oh, okay. There Okay. There. you need a prefix. Black. Got it. White. Got it. Hispanic. Got it. You know, there's a difference between Latino and it's... Shut up! Uh, anyway, so Marcus's book, uh, another book, Niggas Ain't Gone read. Uh, that's all. You know what? I got it. Hang on. I got it right. set this down. Drive it here. I'll just read from the back. I haven't read it from the back. I've read the book, but I haven't read the, the thing. Known for its controversial social media commentary, Marcus A. Brown has become a celebrated personality who uses his blogs, music, photography, and videography as means That's another thing, by the way. Marcus has a, an incredible vocabulary. Not, not, I don't mean like he knows a lot of words, but he, he is a very good writer. Um, when I was reading through it, I was like, damn, he, the kid knows how to write can't drive his ass out to Wyoming to save his life can't find ten sleep canyon but he can write oh don't upset his mom don't get his mom pissed off at you oh mrs brown kick your ass oh she makes me feel so guilty i've never met the woman and you just you just got that shame like you're a failed son i'm not even related to the woman <clears throat> oh you're not going to come visit you come through chicago you don't visit me i I was just like oh i'm sorry mrs brown <laughs> That's a good mom if she can make boys that aren't her boys feel guilt and shame. You know, that's a pretty that's a pretty good mom. Like she must, you know, have really good mom powers. Make guys five hundred miles away and feel ashamed of themselves because you missed you missed her mother's tail Like we're not even, you're on my mom. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. Brown. Oh, oh, oh where where were we? life experiences with a growing audience that transcends all languages and nationalities. His debut book, just another book, Niggas Ain't Gone Read, is a jeering address to the age-old stereotype. Like, see, he used that word address. is a jeering address or address to the age-old stereotype that people of color in the Western world tend to avoid reading content that improve their lives despite their willingness to read anything and everything else. Well, what do black folk read? I thought the whole point was they don't read. I mean... Unless they're reading, like, what, the tabloids or some bullshit like that? I know Vince probably reads Gun and Ammo. Uh, Described as a self-help guide for trolls by a troll, this book is a comprehensive self-help manual of social and political strategies from an urban perspective that many can identify with. If you can read hours of shit posts on your Facebook time, Oh, okay, that's what... Okay, well, shoot, everybody does that. Too many damn people reading, uh, wasting their time on Facebook. If you can read hours of shit posts on your Facebook timeline, then you can definitely read this book. Uh, more content available at the M-A-B-E experience.com. And then, of course, the art is done by uh, R.J. Jones, who did my cover for Enjoy the Decline. Lord knows where that kid's going to go off to. He's like he's in Canada, he's in Ethiopia, and now he wants to go to the Himalayas. He's an interesting cat. I'll, one of these days, I'll tell you about him more down there. He's, he's just. I don't know any boring people. There's no normal people I know. They're always weirdos. Good weirdos. Good weirdos. But he's, he sent me pictures from Banff. I'm like, holy cow, aren't you? You went up to Banff? He's like, yeah. There's a picture of the skinny black kid out, out in the mountains. So he enjoyed it. He's like, hey, Clary, you want to go hiking in the Simeon Mountains? Simeon mountains where's that they're like they're in ethiopia i'm like uh hey we got some mountains here like why would why would you fly all the way to ethiopia he's like oh they're beautiful and then i'm like yeah but it's it's in ethiopia is that really necessarily safe i wouldn't be against it if it was safe and then he goes oh yeah you you can't hike the mountains by yourself you need to have a an ethiopian armed guard with you I'm like hey it doesn't let's just go to canada Even though Trudeau is a socialist pussy, let's just just go to Canada where we don't need to be escorted by by armed guards to climb mountains. Uh, And then trade the ratio. Trade the ratio uh, by our good friend, Glorious Carl. That's Glorious Carl's latest endeavor. If you happen to be either a novice to precious metals or you own precious metals but would like to start trading them and make profit off of them instead of them just sitting there, may I recommend get the trade the ratio? First couple chapters – explain the case or make the case for investing in precious metals the next chapters go into a uh it's an instructional tutorial on how to buy and sell yourself in and out of gold and silver trading them against one another uh to uh to make a profit because that's that's one problem that you face with precious metals is they um, they you don't make they don't provide a dividend they don't pay interest uh, it is an insurance play, but Glorious calls like, "Yeah, if you got a little bit of time, you want to trade in and out of them. Here's a strategy I came up with, so it's worth the read." Uh, both all those books available on paperback and Kindle on Amazon.com. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? This one's a bit dated. We could file this under reasons never to start a business in California, unless you happen to be a connected leftist capitalist crone, crony capitalist. Oh, a Corona Capital, we should be bailing out the companies and you find out. Uh Tesla, which I'm having less and less respect for. Uh are they're, they're he's parasitic. They're just I know they're parasitic because they require government bailouts but and government financing, but my God. Uh and this is a slightly dated one. Zev credits. They're real and they're spectacular, says Kurt Bend, who doesn't have an independent thought in his mind. And I do mean that, Kurt, if you are listening from seekingalpha.com. <coughs> he just, they, they don't get it. They don't understand leaving companies be. Anyway, in California and nine other states which have adopted California's zero emission vehicle mandate, the mandate's ZEV credits are among the most generous subsidies in which Tesla receives. Yet the credits are rarely mentioned other than in passing remarks. Investors who might be aware that Tesla receives and can sell these credits might not understand how lucrative the credits are. The California ZEV mandate was born out of an attempt to increase the adoption of low-emission vehicles. The mandate requires large auto manufacturers producing internal combustion engines, gasoline, or diesel to earn a minimum number of ZEV credits each year by selling zero or low-emission vehicles such as battery electric vehicles. This minimum number is set per manufacturer based on the number of vehicles that manufacturer sells in California. Manufacturers not earning their annual minimum required ZEV credits must either purchase credits from other manufacturers who have an excess of credits or be fined $5,000 each credit short. Manufacturers not complying will be banned from selling vehicles in the state. (laughs) So already, if you develop these uh, you're an electric car manufacturer or, or Prius you, you do that you get credits and these credits on a market can be sold to those evil nasty other companies you know dealers that don't sell hybrid or, or pure electric cars the ZEV mandate itself is nothing new it's been around in multiple forms for the past 20 years its creation of the Caliphate. it's been 20 years this is one of those things where like you don't you, you, how are you know to look under that rock? How do you know, like, hey, yeah, I'm going to go? You just don't go and do any business in California. You just don't. It's a creation of the California Air Resources Board and constantly changes as the Air Resources Board sticks band-aid after band-aid on the mandate while well, the mandate is not as elegant as economics 101 pollution tax on gasoline and aligning market forces with negative externalities such as Pollution. The ZEV program may be more palatable to customers than yet another tax on gasoline, even though consumers ultimately end up picking up the tab. Anyway, in the mandate's effort to spur production of low emissions, ZEV, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I couldn't find the original article I heard, Uh, but Tesla is making about a billion dollars. It's made a billion dollars in the past five years because they have all these excess credits because that's all they produce is electric vehicles. And so now they can sell these credits to all the regular gas and diesel producers for a huge profit. So even, even, if, even with that little subsidy, they still can't make money. And they still need a bailout by the taxpayer. But the bailout is good because it's a good leftist environmental cause. See? See? And I think Elon Musk was even complaining that the rebate wasn't enough. Like this board. Was going to cut the rebate that or the price that you could sell it. He got all upset. It's like, really, Elon? Go in that fucking monkey cage and make us some fucking home batteries that are affordable. Go make some fucking cars that look. You claim you could do it. You've dedicated all. Well, let's see some fucking results. I want to see the results. Oh, rest of the sponsors here. Ah, uh, <clears throat> blah, 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 blah. Poor Richard's Retirement, that's my latest book out. Please go get it. If you have not started saving for retirement, that would mean you. Get that if you have not started saving for retirement or you're worried you're not going to have enough saved up for retirement. Get that book. Read it. It's an essay, really. It's not that long, but it is vital. I know most people, especially coming out of this past recession, or if you're a Gen Xer and you... Had the dot com crash, you knew millennials. Good lord, heaven help you! Are you baby boomers because eighty five percent of you don't have enough saved up for retirement? Everybody get the sh- look. Everybody just get the book. Just go get it. Poor Richard's Retirement, available paperback, Kindle, and audio. You can find it. if you'd like to advertise on the podcast. It's only fifty dollars a month. I cut it because I wasn't getting any advertisers, and I'm an economist. And then boom, I got all these new sponsors. So uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, fifty dollars a month. I get about three thousand listeners weekly. And this also throws you on the podcast or the uh, blog, and the YouTube. You get a clear the whore for. Although more recently, I'm just doing interviews with the uh, sponsors. Elkin CPA. Go to elkincpa.com if you are looking for an accountant. Chad Elkins is always looking for your business as long as you're not some idiot procrastinator who files extensions all the time. I was like, hey, come on out to Vegas and have fun. I oh, can't. Why? It's not busy season yet. Well, people are filing extensions. It's extension. It's extensions. are done. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, did you listen to me? See, I didn't charge him. I didn't charge him. Old Captain didn't make Chad suffer in pain. There was no pain. Therefore, it was the, the neurons of learning were not fired in the brain. And therefore, nobody listens to Clary. That's why I should have charged $10,000. I should have charged him $10,000. And then he would have he would have remembered. Conservative brew. Ah. If you're looking to buy coffee and not have it go to leftist retards, but you really don't like black rifle coffee because in all honesty it isn't that good. Uh you're starting to become a coffee snob like me. May I recommend Conservative Brew? It is still not as good as leftist coffee. I will admit leftists make damn good coffee. They really do. Uh but it's it's good. It's good stuff, Hilts. Thirty cents. Who could tell me where that where that quote is from? What movie? Anyway, go to conservativebrew.com, com. Check in with our uh, friends down there. And they uh, they'll, they'll say it's and the money won't go to communists. That's basically it. If you like good coffee and you want it to be better than Black Rifle, and I'm not I'm not slamming on Black Rifle. It's just that Conservative Brew's got better coffee. I, I, I was like excited when we first got Black. Oh, I got this gunship, Black Silencer, or whatever the hell the crazy names are. Um. Maybe the great one himself could get them to name a, a a variant of their coffee. Killed with missiles fired from flying robots. Maybe that that would be flying robots. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just better than yours, guys. It's not your coffee isn't that good. I I tried it. I was like excited. I'm like oh, and then I tried like we got three varieties. And I'm like oh, and then uh, then conservative brew. I'm like, well, this is this is better, you know. This is, I'm too lazy to go to the coffee store coffee. Like if something has to be brewed in the, in the house. It's like, okay, girlfriend, get your, cute little, get your cute little set of tejas up there and uh, brew, brew your, your, uh, your lord, your master a cup of coffee. And she does, because I trained her incorrectly and she loves me. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of you married people why are you married and miserable like us? There you go. There you go. Just not a lot of happy married people. Just not a lot. Of, you know? Why not come to the island of leopards and lepers and hang out with us? Come hang out here. Come to the island of of herpes and hang out with us. Don't you want to? Why are Why don't you have herpes yet? It's like. Ugh. No, I'll stay here and still having sex. Girlfriend likes me, making me coffee when I command her to. World. I like that a little bit more. That's a little bit more fun. Michael Kingswood has a podcast. Go to podcast. Not not www. Just podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS where he reads excerpts from his books. More of a literature. So if you're looking for a break from politics, check, it, check out that. As well as Jim Fear 138blogspotcom Jim Fear did not tell me he has a podcast, so I've started listening to that. It's pretty good. Pretty geeky. Just One was a little too geeky. He went way too long about his favorite Japanese anime. anime, And I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. Um, I'm listening to one now where he's talking about <coughs> the pros and cons of the different Dungeons & Dragons uh, versions, which I actually am enjoying. Uh, but anyway, aside from that, Jim Fear does audio recording. So if you're looking for an audio recorder, audio narrating person, contact Jim Fear at jim138.blogspot.com. Tell him that the captain sent you so you, he knows where you came from. Academic composition. Go to academiccomposition.com if you uh, are looking to have someone do your homework. Because why would you write these worthless leftist papers so you could get your degree in library science? I hate white people and penises, penises and white people, white people with penises and penises are attached to white people. I don't know how you make an 8 to 10 page paper about that, but uh, that's what your uh, socialist commie professor is going to tell you to do. So why put your brain through that much pain? Hire Alex and his crackpot team of writing staff at academiccomposition.com where they will write your papers for you. Uh, he, he charges fair rates, He's on. he charges market rates, don't think you're going to get a steal, because then you usually get crappy produce, uh, and he's always looking to hire, so if you are a writer, or interested in doing some marketing, both jobs suck, they're both boring, they do not pay six figures, do not expect, life satisfaction to arise from these jobs, expect money, in compensation for the pain that you're going to endure, and the time from your finite life that you're going to lose, writing these papers. But the good news is, the good news is that you can do it from your home. You can do it from a yacht. You can do it from wherever the hell you want. Uh, and you don't have to. You don't have to commute. It's a, a true digital nomad job. So that's AcademicComposition.com. Contact Alex, i him know the captain sent you. And also they're doing resumes now. So when you get your worthless degree in library science and you're too pretty to be a librarian <laughs> and you can't find a job, I didn't know ugly women were the only ones who could be librarians. Then you, could, you can uh, uh, have him put together your resume and, and get yourself a job somewhere else. Uh, we got my two classes, the Analysis evaluation of Stocks, Stocks, Bonds, Investing, oh my, they're offered at hundreds of different places on the interwebs across the world. You do not need to sign up for it locally. You might have to if you want to get credit, like, oh, I want to take this through my college, well, then you might have to go through your college, but otherwise, take it wherever it's cheapest online. So do a little shopping. When you take these classes, remember, most of the people who take these classes our elderly, middle-aged, almost grandma women, and we do not talk shop and crass language, and how much we hate Barack Obama or Donald Trump or politics or anything. It just you know, this is this is church talk. You're on your page. This is Thanksgiving dinner talk, right? So uh, we keep our politics and opinions out of that. But anyway, if you want to take those classes, please do. Betterment. If you're starting to look to invest in an IRA and I don't know, you found a business or a company that's undervalued and worth investing in, (coughs) consider going through, well, actually, don't even bother. Never mind, they only do index investing. If you have money left over for an IRA, like, yeah, I paid off my house and I did everything, I'm a minimalist, now what? I guess you could lower your taxes now and and do it through my Betterment Affiliate program. Go to Capitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Betterment Affiliate banner. It's blue. Do not email me and say, I can't find it. Every time that's happened. Every time it's been there. Every time. Change your browsers. Don't look at it at your phone. That was the more recent one. I can't find this. Where is it? Oh, I was using my phone. I found it on the computer. I'm not at like the phone is everything just yet, Stage. I'm not there yet. I still use the computer most of the time because I like having a keyboard. My phone is really just for me to like listen to podcasts too. That's that's really what it is. But um Yeah, for for God's sake, guys, don't don't you know use use a computer when looking this stuff up. And you get my two best of books from my uh blog, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf of Captain Capitalism Reserve. If you just want to read my best blog posts. Those are both compilations, you can find them online. And that's it. I'm getting the hell out of here. I gotta go split wood, I gotta go do stuff. We'll catch you guys later. Toodles.